Hello, and welcome to TV Dinner, the podcast where we take three bites out of a show and tell you how it tastes. I'm your host, Kalana. I'm your other host, Sean. And this week, we are. it is the first week of Superhero September, in which we will be doing weekly episodes instead of bi-weekly episodes. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the first week of this month is Heroes. Yeah. Uh, so I've seen this show, and you picked it. And I... So yeah, that's usually we don't pick shows that the other person has seen, but we have not. So, but this time we didn't. But this time you were feeling like, hey, Heroes maybe that's the thing. Yeah, so I remember Heroes being super big in the in the mid to late 2000s. And it didn't have a lot of competition, I'm afraid. No, at that time superhero shows were few and far between, and they were all CW shows anyway. Mm. <laughs> um... Heroes was on NBC. Yeah, but Smallville was CW, and Kyle oh, yeah. XY was CW. Oh, I don't. Rem- I don't. I know literally zero facts about Kyle XY. I know one thing about Kyle XY, and that's that he didn't have a belly button. And there was my friend's dad had to get like a hernia surgery that left him without a belly button. So, uh, yeah. Woof. Anybody we knew that didn't have a belly button for whatever reason, we just called them Kyle XY. Uh, did you know more than one person without a belly button? There was another kid in our school that had a similar surgery, I think, and he didn't have a belly button, and we called him Kyle XY. Yeah, these are highly unrelatable experiences, <laughs> I think. But that was so. The whole point of the show was like, oh, it's so weird that he doesn't have a belly button. Like he wasn't even born, and it's like, no, I know people without belly buttons. <laughs> yeah, that makes it kind of weird. It was like your premise is nonsense. Ugh. Um, I think, right. but I think that was another like Superman type. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think Heroes is the first of the uh, live action superhero dramas that are that are dramas. They're about yeah. characters. They're not about um, they're not about a pre existing American comic book. Right, uh, and I and most of the superhero stories, as far as I know, at that time that were on TV were animated. Mm. like static shock and yeah yeah for kids yeah just like oh kids like this stuff and this one is like no no this is for the young adult viewers not the children Uh viewers well (laughs) it had been long enough that people had acknowledged that uh you know people who weren't kids like superheroes mainly a lot of really edgy adults yeah Yeah, so uh, um, what I know about Heroes is that it is superhero-themed, and mm-hmm. it's very edgy and has a lot of interpersonal drama. And uh, other than that, I don't know really anything. Okay. Um, do you recognize uh, the names uh, Greg Grunberg, uh, no. Masioka? No. Uh, Masioka? So she has wood powers. No, these are not character names. These are actor names. Masioka. These are uh, people? Greg Grumberg is a person? Yes, he's a real person. <laughs> I'm sorry, Greg. Okay. <laughs> they sound like fake TV names. Alright, well... Masioka is someone with woods, with earth powers. It has to be. <laughs> no, he's a... No, he's a Japanese-American actor, oh, producer, now and I digital feel effects bad. artist. But you know what I mean. It sounds like, like Masioka. 
<laughs> no, I get it. I get it. It's bad, but I get it. Anyway, what else? Um, I don't know the names. All right, that's fine. Um, character names. Uh, Peter Petrelli. Nope. Okay. Um, do you know about a Silas? <laughs> Is that where you got the idea? Who? Oh, no. I got that from a meme. Oh. Uh, what we're talking I- about is uh, we played Dungeons and Dragons and Sean had a villain named Silas. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you, did, you did hit on something there, which is that He's a Silas, no last name given, is a villain because, of course, that's what they name a villain. Anyways. I mean, it's, Silas sounds like a villain name. But my other okay. question is, does anybody have like a quote-unquote superhero name? Or are they just called their people names? Uh, I guess I can go ahead and tell you that besides Silas, blah, 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 Silas, uh, nobody really comes up with superhero names. The thing about heroes is that it's really more about a character drama about normal people having superpowers. Okay, Um, so nobody's out there, like, actually fighting crime? Uh... Well, stuff does happen and get... Well, there's not a lot of fighting crime, to be honest. Okay. Okay. Do you remember back when the show first came out, they had a promotional tagline that grabbed a lot of attention? It was considered pretty successful advertising. What was it? Uh, It was Save the Cheerleader, Save the World. Mm, I do remember that, actually. Yeah, is that... uh, ringing familiar like i i remember the the tagline but i don't i i don't know much about it i guess it was okay so like my vague memory of like the one episode i ever watched of heroes was more like procedural than hero show Uh uh-huh it probably had greg grunberg in it he's the guy who's in all of jj abrams stuff oh really yeah uh Black hair, kind of big beardy dude. I mean, I'm sure when I see him, I'll know. Hmm. But do you know Anyways. what I mean by, like, it's more more procedural than... There is one of the main characters. It's a pretty big cast. It's an ensemble. But mm-hmm. one of the characters is a uh, a, a cop who okay. does use his powers to solve mysteries. Yeah. He would. Besides... uh. Greg Grunberg, who's in so many things that I'm sure that you'll recognize his face. Uh, the only other person who I think that you m- might recognize in the cast who m- might show up in the first three episodes is might be Zachary Quinto. I know the name. I definitely know the name. Yeah, he was Spock in the new Star Trek movies, and he's yeah, been in a bunch of other yeah. stuff. He's famous now. He's famous now. <laughs> but uh, wh- what? tell me about the one episode of Heroes that you remember. Uh, so I don't remember pretty much any of the plot of the show, mm-hmm. except for that there was a villain of some sort. Mm-hmm. Well, it was like a, a hero type where they had powers, but their power was to, um, I think, eat other people with heroes' powers and like gain their powers. But it's also, it's actually, I think, I think it was kind of iZombie-like where he also gained their other traits as well. Or maybe their form, something like that. You could be describing 
more than one character right now. Uh, okay, but it Depending was Depending on which parts you're misremembering. But I feel like it was a one episode plot. I don't think it was like a longer thing. Uh-huh. Unless I'm in- incorrect. I have no idea. It was idea. a long time ago. No, I get it. If, with <laughs> memories from that far back, like it's vague enough that it can cover like a broad amount of the show. You when know? did the show end? Um, two thousand. Yeah, ten. Twenty ten. Uh, uh, so I'm gonna wait. So it, only, it only ran four seasons. Yeah, only four seasons. Right. Uh, there was also s- like. T- two hiatuses during the first season and the second season was during the uh writer strike okay so it was it was kind of a, a harrowed production yeah and as you can see by the graph that i just sent you uh viewership <laughs> of the, sh- on this graph yeah the viewership of the show is basically just a slope going downwards right um so they have five seasons though that's interesting no, they have four seasons, but they planned to have like multiple volumes in a season as like a thing. But the only season where they actually ended up doing that was they had two volumes in season three, I think. Okay. Because comic book volumes. Right, I get it. For whatever reason, the first episode of the second season like was way higher than any other episode any other time. Eh, big ol' shrugs. I guess people were like... Oh, hell yeah, Heroes is back. Let's all watch it. And then they were like, ah, this isn't as good as I thought it was. (laughs) In shows that people are talking about, there is always that viewership spike on the season opener. Mm -hmm. Especially if there was a cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. Because then it's like, oh, I want to see what happened. Okay, I don't care anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I think Lost's viewership uh, chart is one that I'd want to look at. I'll have to oh, remind God. myself of that later. How long did Lost run for? Like 13 years? Uh, I don't remember how many years. I think there's either six or seven seasons. Yeah. It, it, it went on for a while. It did. Mm. But, um... So is there I... anything I gotta know? Um... Well... Honestly, I, I was going to say something about, you know, the era that it came from and how the 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 camera work, the writing and the pacing and stuff are all very of the era. Yeah, I think that I think mid mid to late 2000s was kind of the start of like non soap opera soap operas. <laughs> if you know what I mean by that. Well, this show is very 2006, in my opinion. Yeah. So, like, a lot of the shows that were coming out then were not soap operas because they hadn't been running for 30 years and they weren't planning on it. But it was like, here is a thing and we have a cool plot, but everyone is drama and everything is drama. Yeah. And, like, uh, every... I don't know why, but I get the sense that it's probably, like, really dark a lot of the time. Yeah. Um. By this point, the whole, like soap opera cast drama the whole like individual plots and like the background like the myth plot of the season that whole formula had been like well established by this point yeah uh, and pretty much everybody was using it now serialized storytelling was taking off mm-hmm. um 
and I think that I think that we've definitely gotten better about it. I don't know <laughs> how else to describe it, but um, well, I, I think um, a lot of stuff in in the teens has been turning. Yeah, kind of turning a 180 where it's like less concerned with being dark and gritty and more concerned with just like having an entertaining show. Mm. Yeah, it's the show. This show is a little bit, uh, it's got a little bit of grit. It's got a little bit of um, PF. (laughs) Please don't. You know, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to like, like all shows on, like all shows will try to do on their networks, it's going to push as much the raciness as it can out of whatever network it's on to grab right. attention. Well, and a lot of those, I feel like a lot of those networks, that's even the, not the CW for sure, but like ABC and NBC, are, mm. that's like they're starting into the like more drama, more racy stuff because especially abc has always been like let's watch harry potter again like let's not do anything that could be you know offensive or controversial Mm -hmm. but now they've got a bunch of shows like that hmm well i haven't done my research this is just what i think uh i guess the only thing left to say about the show is that uh i watched it i don't remember if i watched it from the time it came out because i was I was 11 then, and that feels unlikely. Yeah. But I remember that I may or may not have binged it, but I super fell off uh, in pretty early season four. Okay, so you probably watched the first few seasons a few years after it started coming out and then just got done with it real quick. Yeah, it might have been... Honestly, that might have been back when we were getting netflix dvds in the mail and binging each dvd disc i remember that that was a different era it's hard to think about us doing that back then i kind of miss netflix dvds to be honest but yeah i haven't watched uh, a full episode of heroes since 2009 Hmm. so so nine years ago uh by my best (laughs) estimate yeah, so it's been a while for you, and it's been forever for me. <laughs> yeah, I watched a little clip of it recently, uh, and boy, those nostalgia waves are actually hitting me hard, so I'm going to need you to keep me objective. <laughs> I'll see what I can do, but you're bad at that. All right, um, I think that covers everything. All right, great, let's get into it then. Hell yeah. Bon appetit. Man, I wish I could say bon appetit. back what'd you think i liked it all right (laughs) was it was it what you had remembered It, it, it is um well that's hard to say because having watching just like a little bit of the like first episode uh like primed all of those memories to come back yeah so hmm but yeah honestly 
I can say I don't think that there's like really like a single scene in there that I've like completely forgotten, you know? Cool. That like surprised me genuinely. <laughs> it's it's always interesting cuz sometimes there's stuff where it's you know, if if you were asked to, you couldn't pull up any memories, but once you're watching it, it's like, "Oh yeah, I know exactly what's going to happen." Right. So, uh so we've got a plot about various people around the world uh, discovering about real superpowers. Right. Um, on that note, it seemed very Sense8 to me. Oh? And it might be kind of reductive to say that, but how just how Sense8 is, is all these people across the world being connected in some way. Mm. And it's all these people across the world and they're connected by like their powers or where they live or mm-hmm. their destiny is I assume where the show is going. Cause everyone uses the word destiny so much. It is a very soapy show. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's not sensate in, in like anything else other than like, well, that it's sense got of like... everyone being connected everybody's sort of in a different place in the world, even if they're not that far from each other mm-hmm. doing their like own plot. Uh, it's interconnected in a more direct way than sensei, but it is sort of about that sort of like, uh, the, the ensemble cast, you know, across the earth. Right. Cause in, in sensei, I haven't seen that much of sensei, but they don't interact with each other for the first bit which is like this they're not interacting yet but you know they're going to mm-hmm. and you know that's not um i don't think i don't know yeah i guess this i guess that setup isn't really that common but it's a pretty like immediately like grabbing and dynamic one yeah uh, I- like you feel like none of the scenes really have any like chaff like i wouldn't cut any of the scenes yeah, there isn't a whole lot that is there for no reason. When you're juggling that many characters, if you want to get things across, um, sure, sometimes things can feel a little rushed, but things never feel slow or useless. Yeah, and I actually, I did write down that um, there's pretty quick escalation in the show, which I guess... Mm-hmm as you say, you kind of have to do because there is no room for for being idle in this show since you have, like, eight main characters. Uh, yeah, you've got to end on, you've got to uh, start on a strong note and then weave in just enough of that character's story into the episode and then end on a strong note. Right, so what did the first episode end on? Uh, Let's see here. The first episode ended on Peter trying to fly, dropping, and Nathan catching him, and then dropping Peter. Yeah, so the first episode ended on Peter jumping off a building. The second episode ended on uh, New York blowing up and then unblowing up. I thought the second episode ended on... Yo, you're right. I am right. And the third episode ended on um, Hayden Penetier on a... uh, an autopsy table so i think they're keeping the 
I think they're keeping the the pace quite nicely. <laughs> I don't know if they can sustain that throughout four seasons, but no. <laughs> okay, there's your answer. The later seasons are not as punchy as the first season. The first season is pretty much the best one. Yeah, so it's it's really it definitely keeps you watching because there's not a part of the show that says, "Okay, now you can take a break." It's like this is what's happening. <laughs> so, um your hero your main characters because one of them doesn't have superpowers uh is you've got so the one who Claire. doesn't have superpowers is Mohinder Suresh. Yeah, and he's very directly tied into the superpowers though because he had a dad who was like all about the pseudoscience of how superpowers was going to happen and how he was going to find them. Uh <laughs> The, the real fake science. It's real in-universe. It's fake literally everywhere else. <laughs> um, but his, um, yeah, his dad is like a big researcher, and then he died mysteriously, so he moved to New yeah. York to pick up where his dad left off. It's a very simple but, like, effective way of injecting action motivation. Just, like, Punch, punch, punch. Um, Mohinder's, yeah, because he's the one who's got, like, the I-need-to-accomplish-something plot, unlike everybody else who is just more, like, grappling with their powers. Um, uh, Hero at least definitely the... wants to accomplish something, but I have no idea how he's going to do that. True. Though I was just thinking about, uh, I was just thinking about, like, right away. That was at the end of sec- the second episode that he got his, like, his pretty, pretty literally almost called out in the episode like his call to adventure yeah um so you were gonna say claire who is hayden penitier i literally didn't write down her character's name the whole time i just called her hayden penitier it's claire bennett um and she is invincible mm-hmm. but kind of with a caveat so like she's dead at the end of the third episode um but only as long as like the weapon is still in her that's because it's like impeding her regeneration yeah so and and you see that in the first episode where she shows up and she's got like ribs sticking out of her she has to poke them back in for it to actually heal yeah she's invincible except when the plot requires it i mean that's another way of putting it but you know what i mean uh yeah um she's invincible in the sense that she'll sort of like regenerate and like knit together but she doesn't like she doesn't like heal perfectly and push everything properly into the right place and stuff automatically she has to help it along sometimes yeah the interesting thing about claire's plot is that it is like it is just a normal high school girl plot but with the fact that she's invincible well uh, and the fact that her dad is involved in the, the myth arc. her dad's a super villain probably um but like everyone else's plot is very immediately like uh drama like melodrama mm-hmm. and hers is the the lighter version of teen drama except for the fact that she wants to die so badly her actions don't make a lot of sense also her drama is not as light in episode three episode three is 
like that, but I, without the invincibility part and the dying part, mm-hmm. it could easily have been in an, in like a CW show about being a teenager, unfortunately. Okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, back to Claire. She yeah, she makes a lot of um, strange decisions. Uh, so she found out at some point that she regenerates from any injuries. Uh, she has her classmate film her doing such things. Uh, like in her f- pretty much first scene, she like lays out like twenty different ways that she's tried to self harm that have failed. Yeah, and um, and she keeps talking about how like if people find out, I'm gonna be labeled a freak or whatever. My life is over. But I, her motivations are just so. Because, like, the only reason people would find out is if you do stuff like this in public. Mm. Like, on the daily, I don't really see people getting into fatal accidents. No, but Claire seems unnaturally prone to them. Well, uh, she's got the opposite of plot armor, I guess, because she's invincible. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like Wolverine. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh... This is something that, uh, okay, so I've always basically understood the concept of Wolverine to be like he is the ultimate in uh, hyper-violence because the ultimate amount of violence can be done to him and then he does it in return mm-hmm. and feels and it feels justified because he gets fucked over so bad. Yeah. Claire, on the other hand, uh, is like the ultimate violence is done to her which enables the uh, effects artists to do goofy things with her. They actually, to be fair, even though the show is, uh, this season at least, is over 10 years old, the effects are really good. Uh, it's a, it's a, the, the flying is pretty cheesy. The flying is cheesy, but as far as her regeneration goes, there's a scene where she sticks her hand down the disposal while it's going. Who knows why she could have easily just turned it off first. Yeah. Uh, that's you, something she does. You see her hand regrow and it looked, it looked decent. It didn't look like really gross. Well, it looked gross, but it didn't look bad. Right. Uh, I'm mainly referring to things like when her neck gets snapped all the way around by a football player and she twists it all the way back around again. Yeah. They have, they have fun with her scenes, but you're right. Yeah, in that's that the thing. It's not like, it's not reciprocal like it is in X-Men because she doesn't have knives for hands. Mm-hmm. She can't fight back other than like, she can't die kind of, but like, yeah. how is she going to fight back? There's a weird argument that, not a weird argument, but there's an argument to be made here that I don't have a full grasp on about her plot basically being she's a high schooler who just has to keep dealing with ultraviolence being done to her. Yeah. Uh, oh, and which I can't. Sorry. Yeah, which I don't know how to put a cap on that. Um. Well, I was going to say as far as... Um, her dad being the villain I thought it was going to be like a push and pull throughout the season no in episode 2 he finds out that she's invincible right like it's immediate because she recorded videos of her in episode 1 and then in episode 3 she's just trying to forget about it right so 
it's it is it's kind of nice seeing kind of the immediate consequences of doing something it it does feel slightly contrived though yeah but rather than because in a lot of shows it's like something happens and then you have to wait literally till the last episode to figure Mm -hmm. out like what the consequences of that action are yeah, but if you didn't know that uh, Mr. Bennett was antagonizing Mohinder Suresh, uh, then her plotline would mostly just come along the lines, except for that one scene, uh, as just like, oh boy, this girl has serious problems with herself and her parents can tell that something is up, but they have no idea how to help. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... There's... Her best scene was when her dog was licking up her garbage disposal blood. <laughs> so there's Mohender and there's Claire. Uh, and then there's Nikki. Yeah. Uh, she is a cam girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but Who she only does a, that um... for like 30 seconds in the first episode. And then that's, I guess, the end of that. Yeah. Most of her her plot is tangled up in like a lot of things. It's not really like about being a cam girl because uh, she's tangled up in um, mob money right. and her uh, her arrested her... husband's gang. Uh... Well, her husband hasn't been arrested, at least yet. He's in hiding because he supposedly stole a bunch of money from the mob. Well, he was arrested, went to jail, and then got out. Yeah. He broke out. So, so he, he's somewhere. That's... He's somewhere, uh, and she's seeing an alternate version of herself uh, in the mirror, who is pretty heavily implied to just, like, uh, probably do a bunch of murders or something. Right, so I've been calling it her demon. I have no idea what it actually is, but when the mob came to, like, collect, the demon killed them for her, and then, like, Mm -hmm. gave her a car, basically, and... It's just, I I have no idea what the powers of the demon actually are. To be honest, even right now, I can't quite exactly remember what it, like, what are the actual, like, superpower part of it is. Right. Um, And then, so, she has a kid. Well, and part of the reason she borrowed money from the mob was to get him into private school. And for vaguely explained reasons, he's being kicked out of private school. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> their, their plot is just like i have no idea where it came from or where it's going it's got an joe basically you don't have enough pieces of it yet it's very just like a mystery but yeah that's the thing out of all of the plots are pretty straightforward except for this one mm-hmm. this one is like your power is who knows and your plot is kind of mob related who knows <laughs> Yeah, not a lot has happened so far. Hmm. Do you have a favorite scene of hers at all? Uh, not really, to be fair. All of her scenes are like, so far, it's just like her being confused and running away from people and unsuccessfully. Mm-hmm. I like I like the scene with her and her son's grandma, her husband's mom, um, ah. because the grandma is really good. Fair enough. So I like that scene with her in it, but I don't like her in that scene. Well, fair enough. So I won't fight you on it. That's fine. Micah's grandma is cool. 
Uh-huh. She has this really cool line where Nikki said, I want you out of my son's life. And the grandma says, uh, people want ice water in hell doesn't mean they're going to get it. You're right. That is the best scene. <laughs> you didn't react to that line at all in the moment. So I was surprised. I, I, I was wondering if you liked it as much as I did. And no, it was a good line. <laughs> um, uh, then there's Peter so, and his brother. Yes. Whose name I don't know. Peter Petrelli and Nathan Petrelli. Nathan. Um, so his brother's a politician, and he just is so unhappy with everything he does forever. Um, and Peter jumps off multiple things. Yeah, and Peter is obviously, like, the main character, because his story has, like, those time he has those... Like, he's the one that we started on, and he has these, like, little branches that you know are going to connect out to the other characters. I I would agree with you, but we don't see, I think, as much of Peter as... I think the time is decently divided between the main characters. I don't think it, it un... I don't think it focuses on Peter more than everyone else. Which is to the show... Which is uh, not to the... It's What's the opposite of it being to the show's detriment? To its it's credit? To the show's credit? Yeah. Yeah, which is to the show's credit that it doesn't uh, make him, like, the main, main character. Right. So, yeah, you can tell. So he's... He was a nurse for this girl's dad, and the girl's boyfriend, or now ex-boyfriend, I guess, um, can paint the future. That's his power. But only when he's high, which is interesting. He's kind of a secondary character right now. Yeah, he is kind of a secondary character. Um, we see him die in the second episode, but that's okay, because he's alive again. Um, yeah, that was five weeks in the future, so he's got time. He's got time to not be dead. But basically, yeah, yeah Peter is semi... He he got into the car with Mohinder once, and mm-hmm. um, he read Mohinder's dad's book, and when he was talking to Mohinder, he was like, don't you feel like you are destined for bigger things? And was just like that. Yeah, I guess the only clue right now that he might might be in line for main character status is that he won't stop talking about destiny. Yeah. It's, I don't like that in a person. <laughs> <laughs> just, Which is fair enough for real people. He's just very extra. Even as a character, like I get it. Just do something about it already. Right. But Mohinder, uh, he sees, uh, the Siler map and the Siler map has Nathan Petrelli pointed out on it uh and of course nathan and peter are like uh inexorably intertwined by like being brothers in the plot line right. uh, and peter wants to date uh isaac mendez's uh mm-hmm. girlfriend yeah his girlfriend. it's complicated status on facebook uh <laughs> and hero is going to go to see isaac yeah it's Although isaac he's going to go to los wait Oh, am I pronouncing it like Hero does? Yeah. Whoops, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, but basically, Peter and Nathan can both fly, and Nathan's a politician, so he doesn't want anything like that to get out. Mm-hmm. And there's this whole, also very, very fake, very fake science about their dad having depression, which meant that he had delusions of grandeur, which is not how depression works, but okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they've they've obviously got their plot that's going to be something bigger, but it's too early to tell what that is yet. 
Uh, well, kind of like with Nikki, um, they're giving you like everything like puzzle pieces at a time, kind of yeah. like Lost. But it's not like it's not as confusing as Nikki's plot because right now his plot is I can fly. What do I do about that? And Nikki's plot is a bunch of different pieces that you don't have the beginning part. It's I can blank blank. <laughs> what do I do about that? <laughs> Fair um, enough. And so, yeah, we mentioned Isaac, which is who the girl he's likes is dating or was dating. And Isaac can paint the future while he's high. That's pretty much all Isaac does right now. He he specifically, he actually puts out a comic book about Hero. Yeah, he's a precog who puts the things that he sees into his art, both consciously and subconsciously. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's addicted to drugs and Hiro Nakamura in particular, uh, using his time travel powers, goes five weeks in the future into New York and reveals like the season long plot, which is that in five weeks, a nuke is going to go off in Manhattan. Uh, Isaac has predicted it, but the only other person who really like knows about it uh, and wants to do something about it is Hero, who because is you know, he was on there. his way. Right. And uh, Hero has already like demonstrated that uh, his powers have the ability to change the future and Isaac can see the future. So, uh, of course, their stories are connected and, you know, uh, he's going to go over there to help Isaac out. Yeah, so... Isaac out. <laughs> just, I, I like Hero's plot the most right now, I think. I think it's very interesting how how Isaac has been putting out this comic book of what Hero's going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hero is kind of following it religiously, even though he doesn't have to. Well, that's because Hero also believes in destiny. He just doesn't mention it every five seconds yeah he mentioned it like once or twice but he's not insistent and he brought his friend with him to the u.s um i think the reason why hero is most people's favorite is because he is a lot more lighthearted. he's bubbly uh, it's nice yeah and he's very responsive to having powers and helping people with them yeah his everyone else finds out they have powers and they're either like what am I going to do with this? Or they pretend they don't have powers. And Hero is immediately like, I'm going to save case, people. Uh, how do I even get this to work? Right. Peter can only fly when he isn't trying, basically, as far as right now is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I like Hero a lot. He's pretty cool. It's also very interesting to have a non-English speaking character as a main character. Right. Um, there are always subtitles under what he says, but he is in the U.S. now, so mm-hmm. it it could lead to. There, there was a part where he was in the U.S. back when he time traveled, and the cops were questioning him, and they couldn't get anything from him because he couldn't speak English. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming more stuff like that's gonna happen, where where people are trying to talk to him, and he just <laughs> doesn't. <laughs> Uh, and then there's the cop. I don't know his name either. Mm-hmm. The cop? Uh, his name, uh, it's Matt. Okay. The interesting thing about his character is I think he was the last one to be introduced as a main yeah, character. Yeah, he with was powers. introduced in episode two. And it was like halfway through episode two, so. Which I think is only because they had too much to fit into episode one. Because he is another, like, main character. He just 
didn't get to like fit into episode one yet. Yeah, that's that's what I meant is I just like at that point when we were halfway through episode two, I wasn't expecting another main character to be introduced. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has got telepathy and he is similar. I think I like him also. He is similar to Hero in that like he immediately starts thinking about how how can I use this to help people? Mm-hmm. Like, how can I use this for good? How can I be a hero? Yeah, he's immediately very likable. Um, I, uh, I, I, because you mentioned like having, um, like one like grouping of characters off one of the main characters off on uh, of the uh, ensemble, who's like only speaking Japanese mm-hmm. uh, and is in Japan uh, for some of the show. Well, uh, you know, it was just a year or two ago that like Lost came out, and you had some of the uh, some of the main characters in the ensemble cast oh, yeah. were South Korean, and in their flashback scenes, it would everybody be speaking Korean. Well, even in the, I only watched a little bit of Lost, but I think the wife couldn't speak that much English, or that she just didn't. Um, so it was very similar there too. Hmm. I didn't watch that much Lost. Yeah, you don't remember it quite right. I need to make you watch more. <laughs> more or not. Yes, more. <laughs> um, but yeah, Matt's storyline is pretty interesting. He's immediate again. He's immediately like trying to help the cops, trying to help the FBI catch a, a murderer. And so here's right. the real plot: this murderer's name is Siler. He has telekinetic powers. And he seems to be tracking down and killing people with the hero powers. Right. He's key to, like, the myth plot because he's directly tied into Mohinder's father. Oh, and he's also bulletproof. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. So Mohinder kind of found him through his father's research. And and there's this symbol that he put over on his murder board. His, like, not figuring out a murder board, but his I'm going to do mm-hmm. a murder board. Um, <laughs> and on that murder board, he put the symbol over people's faces that he's like targeting. And, and that my assumption, and I'm pretty sure I'm correct, is that those people are people with hero powers and he's going to go kill them for whatever his reasoning is. Uh, is the symbol the like, the like, it's like a long S, S with a few lines through it. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's on the cover of Papa Suresh's book. Hmm. The S. I think it's a stylized S that's supposed to look like half of a double helix, uh, and that Siler has adopted it as his Siler S. Ah, okay. That's what I think it is. I mean, you're probably right. Man, some graphic designer, probably from India, (laughs) unfortunately... I mean, he was just making an S for a genetics book, <laughs> book. and next thing you know, <laughs> some serial killer is using it. How did that happen? <laughs> um, and then the other part of Matt's plot is that at the, in the last episode, he's like in a bar listening to people's thoughts. I think he's like trying to make human connection and can't. Well, well he keeps, he's lonely he keeps, like, because he... It seems like he keeps hearing people's thoughts and then you see on his face like, oh, I'm going to go talk to them about that. And then going, no, that's weird. Yeah, because what are you supposed to do? 
<laughs> but then there's a dude he starts focusing on trying to hear his thoughts and there's nothing and it, me and you are just like no there's nothing in there <laughs> you don't got just thoughts. not thinking man but it's obvious that he's got some sort of maybe shielding power or he knows what's up well matt passes out right after yeah so there's obviously something up with him other than he's just not thinking Mm -hmm. but uh like there's some important stuff to review in matt's plot uh in that like how matt is introduced and like Im immediately establishes his like protagonist need of how he is dissatisfied hanging out outside the crime scene and how he really wants to be a detective then he starts reading people's minds he's getting involved in the investigation but also at home he's got problems uh and because he like reads his wife's mom mind not mom he reads his <laughs> wife's mind uh that she wants him to just go he goes out and he's lonely and he just starts reading other people's minds yeah um so it's not a complete plot yet right but i i i'm just saying this is a called shot because i called it immediately he uh there's an there's a an elf fbi officer that arrests him she's a cute blonde and i'm like oh they're definitely getting together <laughs> All right, you're calling it. You're putting in your prediction. Yeah, they're definitely getting together. Uh, I'm genuinely don't know if that ever happens. Um, because I can't remember it happening, but I know that he and his wife have this like up and down sort of pattern. Yeah. So this non-plot thing I want to talk about um, first is that it's very O six in that that is a time period where like dark-haired white boys were like super in yeah very very in and you can tell with every character that's supposed to be hot that they are a dark-haired white boy <laughs> with like kind of long hair so like peter and isaac and the boy that hayden Penetier likes they're all they all got long dark hair uh yeah fair enough <laughs> so i'm just saying it's just very of the era uh here's the thing that i meant to mention yeah Peter Petrelli's uh, actor uh, was on the Gilmore Girls. Interesting. So yeah, very of the era. <laughs> yeah, he definitely looks like the right fit, right? Yeah. Um, and then okay, so no, no, no. If you got more stuff, more theories, more everything, I want to hear it. Well, no, I was just going to mention how in the second episode they have the previously on, and it is explained it is 100% like a voiceover telling you what happened in the first mm. episode but then in episode three the previously on is like a more traditional previously on where it just shows relevant clips from past episodes and I'm wondering if they they just did the first one because the first two episodes are kind of an intro episode or if mm -hmm. they did the first one and were, were like that was really jarring and weird so we're gonna change it <laughs> you know yeah I, I don't really have an answer for that one yeah it but, uh, i i just thought it was interesting because i the first one happened and i was like oh god all the previously ons are gonna be oh uh, yeah the second one it was particularly like i mean the um the second episode recap was particularly like time consuming and explanatory and felt like uh yeah it was it felt weird. very comic booky to me and i think it was I, I think it was mohinder's character because he did the narration in the first episode it was not Mohinder. Was it Peter? No, it wasn't anybody. It was a I generic was... announcer guy. I thought it was a... 
who did the narration in the first episode? Uh, it's Mohinder does the intro and conclusion narration, but the guy who did the last time in episode two was some generic oh, guy. I thought they were the same, but... Um, but Mohinder does do the last time on Heroes in episode three. Yeah, so so they go in and out with him on narration, I guess. Um, um, kinda. But yeah, just the like previously on with him literally explaining everything was really weird. And I'm glad they immediately decided against that. Yeah, it, was, it's, it wasn't very effective. You know, it wasn't really playing to like television's strength. Yeah, because um, even if you miss the first episode, just explaining it all isn't, I think, the best way to, to tell you the salient points. Uh-huh. Okay, so I want predictions from you. Well, I don't have any. No? You don't have any guesses about where anybody's plotline is going? Well, Hero and Nikki are going to meet up because they're both in Las Vegas. Uh-huh. Um, and then Hero is going to meet Isaac in New York. Uh, but I don't know when that'll happen because they're in they're on the other side of the country. So maybe he's going to have to get Nikki out of some trouble and they'll both go to New York together. Uh, you think that... Hero is going to be guided by destiny to make sure that all the characters get to go to New York. Well, yeah. I mean, Hero and Nikki are the only ones who aren't in New York right now. And now Hero is going to where Nikki is. And he's a, you know he's eventually he, going to yeah, go to New York. Hero's ultimately going to New York because he wants to stop the explosion. It's destiny, Kalina. Right. So that's definitely going to happen. All uh, right. So that's Hero and Nikki. I have no idea what Isaac's going to do about his girlfriend immediately moving on. I think, mm. I guess get high. It was the, was what it looked like he was going to do about it. Pretty much. Um, so there's that Peter's brother in heroes traveling to the future. Peter's brother had been elected. Um, mm-hmm. So Nathan's going to get to keep capitalizing on everything. Right. So he's going to become Congressman. I don't know if they're going to change that future or not. But he's probably depends on when Hero gets involved in that branch of the story, I suppose, since he's the only one changing the future right now. Yeah. Um, I honestly have no idea what's going to be up with Claire. That's why I want to watch episode four right now. Yeah, she's the other other character who's not in New York because she's in Texas. Oh, right. I could have sworn she was in New York. Um, But remember the tagline for the show in the advertising was. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. They focus on her heavily, but I forgot that, like, when her dad was antagonizing Mohinder, he did say, like, oh, I'm a f- on a flight back to Texas to my family. Uh-huh. Yeah, and in the, um, the lot of, like, scene setter text that pops up at the bottom of the screen, mm-hmm. uh, she's specifically in Odessa. Yeah, so what I thought was going to happen, which didn't happen, so the guy she likes kills her because he's a creep and bad. Um, I thought she was going to immediately get back up and she was going to pretend nothing happened. But where she's at now, it's too late for that. Because obviously someone found her dead and now an autopsy's happening on her. So it's really too late to pretend nothing happened. So you think that things are going to continue to snowball into wildness? Yeah, I think it has to. Unless, yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea how it's not going to snowball, but... Again, I mean, if it didn't, would that be, like, bad TV writing, or... It would be weird if they tried to talk their way out of it. 
I, I don't know how they... If they did it effectively, it would be okay, but I don't see how that could happen. I don't see how they mm-hmm. could do that effectively. Yeah, because a problem sometimes people have in these shows where they're when you got the multiple plot lines running and you're always trying to get somebody something, you're always trying to get something like snappy to keep people coming back for more puzzle pieces uh, is that sometimes in shows like this, uh, you'll introduce like a cliffhanger. Like if this happened in Riverdale, you'll introduce a cliffhanger and then the next episode you'll like walk it back and then introduce a different cliffhanger. Yeah. Or just like explain it away in two seconds. Mm -hmm. Like I can't think of it an example from Riverdale right now that wouldn't be a spoiler for you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But there are definitely, it's like, oh my God, this thing happened. And then in the next episode, it'll be like, well, what happened? Like with you and your mom. And it'll be like, oh, we talked it out. (laughs) Like, bruh, the fuck? Bruh. Who else is there? Uh, Peter. Oh, Mohinder's going to figure out the thing somehow. And he's also going to try to save people's lives. But figure out his dad's research, obviously. Well, he's got the, like, built-in plot hooks to get him connected to the other characters. Yeah, Isaac painted Peter flying away from the explosion, so I have no idea what the fuck Peter's gonna be doing other than not dying, no, I guess. Oh, just it was just flying, wasn't it? I thought he was flying away from, like, a fire. No, he was just flying. Okay, but Peter's obviously important, but I have no idea how he's gonna help. <laughs> all right fair enough and of course matt's gonna get involved because of silar yeah well matt's already been helping the fbi and now the fbi woman knows that silar's got telekinetic powers so i think she's i think she's gonna ask matt to come help Mm -hmm. so it's pretty convincing all right let's go watch some more (laughs) (laughs) we will after we give it a rating okay what do you what do you rate it sweet why sweet? Well, beyond just like 2006, <laughs> it's still a good show. Mm-hmm. But I've mentioned before in both halves of this episode about the show declining. Yeah. Um, I've been pretty open about that. Uh, and because I've been open about that, I have to continue to be. Well, they didn't say, get like, they didn't get every season they wanted to have, right? They were cut short. They wrapped it up in the place where they wanted to, even if you know season two, three, and four weren't always paced the way they wanted to be. Okay. You know, and another important. Um, well, then I Another think... important destabilizing factor in the plot lines of the, all the future seasons uh, is how originally the they wanted to like move on to new characters, but the original characters were too popular. I see. That would have been... I think I would have enjoyed that. If they do a reboot of this show where every season deals with different characters, I'd be really into that, I think. Yeah, of course you would be very into that. Well, I also like... I like shows where each season is kind of got a contained plot because then you you get to stay in the universe that you've become invested in but you don't have to stick with the dragging plot <laughs> right but this is the era of the season ender cliffhanger yeah you know all um, of the shows or all of the dramas in this era did that uh and so uh the show is going to like do its best to keep you going but um I have to give it a sweet rating because, you know, you might, there, there might like well, 
So I think the rating you mean to give it, and the rating I was going to give it, is sour. Is what? Um, sour. Sour. Hmm. Is that the one you meant? I wouldn't say that, no, because I really like season one a lot, so I want to give it the sweet rating. Okay, well, I was going to give it sour because it does have those weird TV moments that I dislike. Mmm. Um, that are also unnecessary. Okay. But it is a fun show. I like it a lot. And I don't think we don't normally give sweet to shows that are constructed in the way, such a way as this one is. That doesn't mean we don't, that doesn't mean we can't, but. Yeah, we don't normally give a show like this the sweet rating, but I just feel like. They're doing construction on my house. Just keep talking. Yeah, I'm just going to keep talking for a bit. Uh, it, it has a strong hook. Uh, it has a pretty compelling mystery. Uh, it definitely keeps people excited and watching for uh, for this whole season. Uh, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a gradual decline. It's just that, you know, uh, I think that in recommending this to people, I have to put out the caveat, you know, about... The decline and how at some point they're probably going to want to drop the show well, and not power through then sour would be perfect because it's really good except for some things could have been handled better i.e pacing hmm. okay well i did ask you in the first half to uh keep me objective <laughs> because i said that i would be biased and nostalgic about the show yeah so final rating i will fold to your rating (laughs) all right uh do you remember what we're gonna watch for week two of superhero september oh gosh uh you've already sat down yeah um i'm just gonna say real quick uh on our facebook page and i guess i'll put it on our tumblr too um at tvd podcast both places uh i've got a list of every show we're going to watch in September. And then uh, the first episode we put up in October, I'll put up the list of all those shows. Cause it's a lot. Yeah. So we just went ahead and already picked them all. Mm-hmm. So it was your pick this week for heroes, right? Mm-hmm. Even though we collabed on the picks for the whole month. I mean, we, we each did technically pick what our normal week would be, but we did t- talk about, Oh, what do we want to see? What are we interested okay. in? So and, was, it, and because of that conversation, to an extent, we picked things that wouldn't normally be exactly our picks. Yeah, so it was it was a partway collab, but we did still like get the final decision. Yeah, so because this was the, my final decision uh, for the next episode, I picked Smallville. All right, did you pick Smallville because it's kind of like Heroes? Uh, no, I picked Smallville because I don't know anything about it, but I like Superman and will stand him against all the haters. You mean me? Yes, specifically <laughs> targeted at you. This if you was love, pick was specifically targeted at you. If you love Superman debate, be here next week for Smallville. Superman's good. Bye. Bye.